Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. My friends, we do a lot of things on this radio show, a lot of them covering anything from where the market conditions are right now to uh, steps and procedures and theories and so forth. But today we're going to go to the most important aspect of real estate investing, the most important aspect of investing in general. And we're going to talk about the reality, the truth behind retirement and what it actually takes to be able to do that. We're going to cover, number one, the most important thing to understand about retirement. And number two, we're going to cover the three rules of investing that I came across in my life. Now, between this number one understanding and the three rules, I've been teaching these now for 33 years. I started September of 1990 after I retired two and a half years after I started investing. At only 34 years of age, I retired. I've been teaching for 33 years now. This is the 33rd year I've been teaching this stuff. And been on the radio for... Tens of years. I don't even know how long it's been. And I know this. Tens and tens of thousands of people have benefited from this information and or retired completely with this information. That's how powerful what I'm going to share with you today is. And I think it's necessary that if you don't have the ability to listen to this whole show today, because maybe you're driving somewhere and You've got to get out and go to work or whatever it is, stop, get something to eat for breakfast, that you at least look it back up in the podcast section of our website. And I would not just listen to it once. I would listen to it multiple times. I remember reading a book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And I read the book 11 times. Each time I read the book, I got something completely different out of it. So there's a lot of material there. And uh, very condensed. This material today won't be that condensed, but it will be a lot of material for you, especially if you're brand new. And if you've been listening to me for three, four, five years, ten years, whatever, uh, you're probably going to have heard all of this stuff before. And you need to hear it again, just like I have to hear it again myself. And I have self-talk about it all the time. You have to keep it in front of you as to what is important, because everything else is just all this process stuff, all these, you know, market conditions stuff is all irrelevant if you don't get this first part of understanding how and why you can retire. So that's what we're going to cover today. I hope you can dig in with us and hang in there. Let's start right here in this first segment with talking about the biggest misconception about retirement there is. When I was a kid, when I was in my 20s, I had a boss that told me, he said, Dell, what you need to do is you need to work a lot. We work 60 hours a week. He said, the reason you need to work a lot 
Some people, it's a lot at one job. Some people, it's double jobs, you know, full-time job and a part-time job. It's because you need to be able to make enough money to not only live and survive, but you need to be able to make enough money that you can save money and put money aside. And the goal is to work a tremendous amount while you're young and energetic and willing and able to work hard in long hours and put money aside so that when you're old, you can then retire. Now, my boss's theory was if everybody else is putting in 40 hours a week to try to make it, 60 hours a week is 50% better, and you're going to get there 50% faster. So his theory was that if he did that, he could work from age 20 to age 40 and retire at age 40. And sounded great when I heard it. I said, man, that would be nice to retire by age 40. And so, I mean, I kind of just took it all in, just like I think as I meet young kids today, they take in whatever dribble comes out of the people that are around them. Because that's all you have to listen to. You got to listen to somebody, right? And you got to get some ideas from somewhere as to how it works. And you look up to those people that are ahead of you in society because they're supposed to be wiser. Definitely not always smarter, but with years of wisdom, they should be wiser than you are and be able to give you some good direction in life to look forward to. So this guy's idea was that, hey, he was going to work hard, save his money. And by the time he's 40, he said, I'm going to go to France. I'm going to get myself a bike. I'm going to ride all over Europe, stay healthy, be in great shape, pick up beautiful women, party, and have a great time. Live the rest of my life just a wonderful life. That was his belief system. Well, there were some flaws in that belief system. Many, many flaws. And one of the flaws is that retirement is not a pile of money. This is the biggest flaw that there is. People believe that the pile of money theory, right, is that you build up this big pile and then you can live off of it. And supposedly what this pile does, if you have this money in, you know, conventional type investments, is that it produces around a 4% return and you should be able to live off that 4% and draw down from your investments 4% a year. So let's say you have a million dollars, you can live off $40,000 a year. Well, first of all, I don't know a lot of people that can live off $40,000 a year. Um, there are people, don't get me wrong, but not really the people that could afford to save a million dollars. So there's kind of a fly in the ointment right there in that, hey, the guys that could live on 40 grand a year probably can't save a million dollars. Now, the people that can save a million dollars probably can't live off $40,000 a year. So that flaw right there in that theory starts out uh, making it kind of useless. So we've already discussed that, you know, the typical theory is work as hard as you can, as long as you can, and save your money. Save up enough money, you have a pile of money large enough that you can quit your job and live off the pile. That's the basic theory. Number one, it doesn't work. And number two, working yourself to death during your early years is wasting your life. You only get one life. 
So I was working Monday through Friday from 9 in the morning till 9 o'clock at night. That's how we worked. And then if you didn't hit your quota by Friday, you'd have to work Saturday. Or if you didn't have staff to cover for you on Saturday, you had to work Saturday. So it was anywhere from 60 to 68 hours a week. Finally, after about seven, eight years, I got so burnt out. I said, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. And I left. I quit. Got a better job offer. And I went to the better job offer. Turned out to be like so many other things. Grass was greener on the other side of the hill, but it was really a scam. And without going into that story, which is a good story, but I've given it before, the point was I left that job and came back to Houston. I'd gone away and came back to Houston and just was doing whatever I wanted to do. I had enough money saved up. I didn't have to work for a while. And my boss came back to me and said, look, we'd really like to have you back. You're one of our best guys ever. Please come back to work for us. And I said, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to work 60, 80, 60, 68 hours a week. I said, you know, it just isn't going to happen. And so we, we negotiated for a couple of weeks or whatever. And finally, I agreed to work four days a week. Uh, why four days a week? Well, because it was 12 hours a day times four days a week. That's still 48 hours a week, still way more than most people work. But then I got Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off. Well, really, I didn't. What I did was I worked for all the people that wanted off on the weekends. So I worked Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, four days. And then I was off um, So I was off three days. So I was off uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. That's what it was. So I worked Thursday through Sunday. And I worked during the weekends when everybody else had to take off or wanted to take off. And they let me work four days a week because I was covering territory that they really couldn't get anybody to work. But what I found out was having three days a week off every single day was like a whole new life. It was living like I was given a vacation every week. Remember, when I had those three-day weekends, that was like a vacation. And now I've got like a three days off. And then when you really think about it, because I worked Saturday and Sunday, which were only eight-hour days instead of 12-hour days, I really had Saturday afternoon and Sunday afternoon like a normal human being. So I had really worked three days off and two days, half days, is what really came down to. Uh, no, I worked two full days and two half days is what I worked, uh, which is really equal to about three days. So I had this time afterwards. So my life changed. And right then and there, I came up with this concept, and it's the name of my company, and it's the name of everything I do, and it's the theory behind everything I do, and it's the most important thing that I do and the most important thing that I teach, which is it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. Why do you have money? You have money because you want to survive. You have money because you want to have a quality lifestyle. The more money you have, you hopefully will have a higher quality lifestyle. Only if you make wise choices, by the way. But if you do make those wise choices, more money makes your life a better lifestyle. But to have more money without a better lifestyle is really a waste. It's oxymoronic. If the money is there to give you a better lifestyle and money is what's creating a bad lifestyle, that just doesn't work. So this theory was ingrained in me from that point forward. I said, I will never allow money to be my master ever again. And so I went to work and I found that I was more productive can you believe that? I was more productive working half the hours. Why? Then I realized, and this is the theory I keep in business right now and all my businesses, is that people can't work long hours. They're useless. They start just piddling around. They kind of fall asleep. They talk to their friends. They have a cigarette. They do anything and everything they do, but the mind can't focus that long. The mind focuses in very short and very strong spurts if you're healthy. Then it's done. 
Then it needs something else. You got to get it off that and get it on, get your mind onto something else. So I've found that short spurts of working hard is really the effective way to work and be successful in life. And so I've set up all my businesses where all of my employees work that way. I set up my life so that's the way I work. I get about two or three hours of stuff a day done. Very successful, almost as if I were a full-time employee, although I only work a couple hours a day. And I'm done. That's it. Then the rest of my day is mine. My whole seven days a week is mine because I just get stuff done I need to get done, right? I'll have an appointment here, an appointment there. Boom, I get them done. I'm out. That's it, right? Beginning of the month, accounting. Boom, it's done. Get out. It's over, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So as we look at this situation, making lifestyle more important than money was a major change in my life. Now, did that change the fact that I still wanted more money? No. And so did it change the fact that I was still saving? No, because like I said, even working less days a week, I found that I made as much money because I was just as productive in those fewer, fewer days, working more productively on a shorter period of time than I was I actually made more money. So my savings grew. Now, I'm still tied to that belief, though, that money, a pile of money was the secret to retirement. Someday you'll have enough money you can retire. And that in and of itself is the next lie. Because when is that number going to be true? You remember, you save a million dollars and you live on $150,000. Let's just make it easy. You live on hundred grand a year. You saved a million dollars. That means you got 10 years worth of money. You say, well, but if it makes money, but what if it doesn't? What if the stock market goes backwards? What if you lose money? The pile goes away very, very quickly. In which case, I was saving and saving and investing and investing and investing, and then I ran into Black Monday, which was October 19th. My birthday's October 20th, so it fell on October 20th, which added insult to injury, but on October 20th, 1979 or whatever that was, 78, boom. I lost a very large percentage of the money I had in the stock market. And that's when I realized that the whole theory, every part of the theory was wrong. And I came up with my first real rule of investing. Very solid and has made all the difference in my life ever since. In fact, this rule itself, by itself, drives my wife crazy because she cannot stand this basic theory. And that is, I will not lose money. Can't you just do something and have fun and blow your money? No. I'll spend money, but I won't waste money. I won't lose my money. I won't give my money away to other people. And I'm not going to allow other people to take my money away from me. And so when we get back, I'll explain what all that really means and how you can do it in your life. I'll be right back with the Del Wombly Radio Show. Roadmap to creating the lifestyle you really want. Keep listening. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show returns in moments. Stop waiting. Stop sitting around. Stop procrastinating. This is your time. Make it happen. Do it now. When's the best time? Now. 
People go, well, I don't know. It's gonna crash. It's gonna be better next year. It's, I've gotta listen to four more classes. I love guys come up to me all the time. You know, I've been listening to you on the radio for eight years now, right? <laughs> I go, and you're not rich yet? <laughs> well, really, I'm thinking about joining next month. <laughs> Do it now. Learn the skills you need to retire with real estate in five years or less. Do it now. Register for the Lifestyles Unlimited free online workshop, lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. You're hearing the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more life-changing knowledge? Access our podcast and listen on demand at lifestylesunlimited.com under the radio tab. Now your host, Dell Wamsley. Welcome back to Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Today we're talking about the aspects of investing that are the most important aspects that I've found over 33 years, the ones that have changed tens of thousands of people's lives. No, not the details of how and when and where and what to buy, but really what the theory is behind it all. Right now we're on rule number one, which is don't lose money. So what does that mean? It's based out of the theory that I was really, really irritated by when I lost my money in Black Monday. I thought to myself, boy, let's think how stupid I am. I gave away hundreds of thousands of dollars to somebody, people out there that I paid to get into this business of investing, stock market investing. They're all making money. They made money when I bought the stock. They made money when we sold the stock. They made money when the market went up, went down. I said, they're making all the money in this. The people in the market are idiots. We're all idiots. They're just taking us left and right. They manipulate the prices and the values, and then they suck the money out of our accounts just like that. I said, I don't need that. I said, you know, at least, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me is the way it said. And I, I got it. It's a scam. It's a ripoff. It's a Ponzi scheme. And or really, it's actually just a designed process of taking money out of your pocket. Thought to myself, wow, I could be driving the most incredible car out there. I could drive a Ferrari for what I lost, right? So rule one is stop speculating. Only buy things for what they are and what you can do with them. Don't buy things for what they might become. Stop speculating. Right. Once you stop speculating, you decide, I'm not going to let somebody take my money ever again. There's no outside. Remember, um, if you lose your principal, the game's over. There's nothing more important than the principal. Will Rogers, a Texas poet, once wrote, he said, don't talk to me about the return on my investment until you talk to me about the return of my investment. I want my money back. Yeah. I would rather have an investment that I buy that has a very low, poor return, two, three, four, five, six percent, than a investment where it goes up 10 and down 15 and up 10 and down 12 and up 10, 20 and then down 30, 40. You know, it just, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And that's probably why I'm as wealthy as I am. Right. Now you'll meet a lot of guys that got lucky. They hit it. They hit it big and they got rich. After speculating, 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 speculating. And their theory is the greater mud on the wall theory, which is if you keep throwing enough mud on the wall, something has to stick. So they keep 
gambling and gambling and gambling. And they're doing with the stock market exactly what I see people do that are broke. When people are broke and can't afford to go buy stocks, what do they do? They go to the gas station every day and buy a lotto ticket. And if they buy a lotto ticket for whatever it is, I don't even know what they cost, but let's say they buy it for $10 and they win $30 or $40 or $60, they go, wow, I won. Now I'm playing with house money. So they go back and buy six more of them at $10 a piece, hoping that they can hit the big jackpot. But they spend all six, lose on all six of them, and now they've lost the 10 they spent in the first place, plus the $60 that they won. And they do that all the time, day after day after day after day, hoping to hit the big one. Someday I'll hit the big one. That's their investment strategy. But that's no different than you in the stock market. Someday we'll have a big year. Someday we'll make some money. But what happens if the stock market turns around and goes down just about the time you want to retire? Now you got to go back to work and work another five or 10 years to get the money back. Because you have to understand one last thing about don't lose your money, right? Never lose money. And that is this. If you can see this graph on the radio, which I doubt if you can, but in your mind, think of this. If you lose 50% of your money, how much money do you have to get it? How much money do you have to make to get it back? Well, let's say we have $100 and we lose half of it, right? And we now down to $50. What is the return we need on $50 to get back to 100 It's a 100% return. So if we lose 50% of our money, we have to make a 100% return on what we have left to get back to where we were. Now, with those kinds of odds, it's almost impossible if you're losing principal to win the game. Remember, whatever you lose, it takes twice as much to get it back. That's the whole secret. Rule one, don't ever lose money. Now, what do you do then? Well, that leads to rule two. There is no good reason to put your money into any investment out there. No good reason. Unless it produces money for you today. I said, let me say that again. Unless it produces money for you today, there is no good reason to put your money into anything. In other words, there's got to be cash flow. If there's not cash flow for an investment, your money is sitting there wasting away. So let's talk about this. I was able to retire at 34 years of age because I put my money into things that cash flowed. So if you look at it, your 401k doesn't pay you any money. Your IRA doesn't pay you any money. Your home doesn't pay you any money. And your um, your stock market doesn't pay you any money. So you have all this money, your whole net worth of your life, paying you nothing. How do you ever expect to retire? What I learned very quickly at 33 years of age, actually 32 because I started 32 and retired by 34, was that as soon as I bought my first rent house, I made money. And by the time I bought my first four, which took me about two months to do, I had enough money to pay my mortgage payment and my car payment. I thought to myself, hmm, look at that. I've now covered my mortgage payment. I've now covered my car payment. All I need is a few more properties to be able to pay for my gas and electric, my food, my clothing, right, uh, my taxes. And to me, I came up with the concept called chunking. All I have to do is buy enough chunks of income to cover all of my costs of living, and I can retire. And that's what I did. Two and a half years later, I'd covered all of my costs of living plus I was smart enough to buy, you know, a couple more properties and put me in a position where I had some extra cash. So the extra cash became my investment port. Now, remember, I'm of the belief from Think and Grow Rich that, or Richest Man in Babylon, either one, where you 
You pay yourself first. The first 10% of everything you earn goes towards investments, not towards you and fun and blah, blah, blah. No, towards investments. I save 10% and put it in investments right off the top. So if I make $1,000 a month, I live on 900. If I make 10,000 a month, I live on 9,000 a month. If I make $100,000 a month, I live on 90,000 a month. Whatever it is, 10% of whatever I make that month goes into, immediately goes into savings and investments. Just the way I've lived my whole life. Actually, when I started, I was doing 50%, which is a whole other story we'll cover another time. But the bottom line is, is that you have to have cash flow or you'll never be able to retire. This is the key. This is when you realize that the pile of money theory doesn't work. When you see that replacing your cash flow is something you can do in on average. And when I wrote my first manual, I had it, how to retire in five to seven years. Because I thought it would take five to seven years for the average person to retire because I underestimated their willingness to save, to put aside money, and to live frugally during the period of building up their wealth. Once I showed people how to do it, people started doing it in the same amount of time I did it. I did it in two and a half years. And there's a whole group of people here at Lifestyles that are just crazy wackos that have this claim to fame that they did it in two years. They call themselves the deuces, that they retired in two years or less, which is, since I've always claimed two and a half years, that was their claim to fame they did it in two years. But there's lots of them that did it in two years or less. And it's simply because they were willing to live frugally, invest a large portion of what their net worth is into totally cash-lowing investments. Now, the thing that you misunderstand is you think, well, then I'll be poor like that the rest of my life. I'll just barely cut from my bills. No. What happens is since you're saving 10% investing, every single year since I retired at 34 years of age, I've invested more money and made more money, and I've had a higher income every single year to the point right now where I, I really don't even want to tell you what I make because it's embarrassing. Um, it's embarrassing to say it to people out there that have so much less because you weren't willing to do what I do, not because I'm lucky, not because I'm smart, simply because of what I do, the way I handle my money. If I took your life over and handled your money the way I handle mine, you would be financially successful also. So there you go. There's got to be cash flow. That's rule number two. Then what happened? Over a period of time, I started to realize I got more and more and more cash flow. I have more and more cash. I started to accumulate cash in the bank. I got cash heavy. But then I decided to sell off some of my smaller stuff and buy larger stuff. And all of a sudden, I found out that I could make 100%, 200%, 300%, 400% returns in the sale of my real estate. I bought one property where I paid 400000 for it. I put $25,000 down. I made $200,000 in cash flow uh, over two years, three years, something like that, two and a half years. And then I sold it for $400,000, made a $200,000 gain on a $25,000 investment, plus the $200,000 in cash flow. So it was really $400,000 and $25,000. And my friends, that's in the thousand percent of return. I mean, it's just unbelievable. That's when I realized rule number three. You can't get rich slow. In other words, you're never going to get rich off of the cash flow. You're going to get rich off the capital gains. That's where the real money is in real estate. Now, to overlook the fact that there's got to be cash flow in everything you buy is a mistake. Because if you don't stick to that rule, rule number two, right, then you're going to get 
into a situation where you don't have any more cash to invest. You have to have cash flow to have cash. If you don't have cash, you can't invest. If you don't invest, you won't have capital gains, period. You can't speculate on capital gains. They have to come naturally. They have to come naturally either because you're forcing capital gains like I teach or they come through appreciation over periods of time. But that is the way you get really wealthy. (sighs) That's it, except for one. What one? Rule one. Don't lose money. What I find is once you become good at this and you start making money, somewhere along the line, people run into what we call the Midas touch. They believe that they're so good at what they do that everything they touch turns to gold. Because now they have a working theory that works. They believe that they're the reason the working theory works, and they're the really the smart person behind it. And then they start to reinvent the theory, reinvent the wheel, and they start to speculate. They start doing things that are not givens, they're not guarantees, and they create situations where they can lose money. Speculation is doing something you don't know how to do and expecting you'll do it better than the last guy. Speculation is buying something somebody else has and expecting you'll get a better return than they did. Well, there it is, my friends. 33 years of knowledge. I hope it helps. Remember, it's not the money. It's the lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. Listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Want more of Dell's unconventional wisdom? Go to lifestylesunlimited.com and click the radio tab. Listen to past shows, hear podcasts on demand, and find out how you can change your life today. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show is part of the Lifestyles Unlimited Radio Network. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.